last few weeks you have been hearing from me on crossroads. Now by now we all have a common understanding on crossroads. We all know the importance as we deal with crossroads in our lives. And today we are going to deal with yet another crossroad. It is a unique but very obvious and also a significant crossroad called crossroads of death. Crossroads of death. If you know the scripture according to Hebrews 9.27 We all need to stand at this crossroad at some moment, some point of time in our lives. The crossroads of death. Hebrew 9.27 says, And as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this the judgment. We are all appointed to die once. You know, it is a hard fact to agree upon. Nobody wants to know that we are going to die at some point of time. Nobody wants to talk about that we are going to die some point of time in our lives. But it is better to know about this crossroads before we stand at the crossroads of death in our lives. Now I'm sure not many would like to hear a sermon on death. Not many would like to preach a sermon on death. But you know today morning I believe God wants us to hear this as he has to prepare ourselves as we live on this earth according to the word of God to die once in our lifetime. Now if you are standing, probably if you are about to stand at the crossroads, all of us are about to stand at some point of time in our lives. It is better to know what this crossroad means to us today. Now more than a crossroad, death is a kind of dead end. Most of the time when we drive around the cities, we get into a street and we realize that it is a dead end. We would, have, we would have failed to see the signboard which is kept. And then we take a turn and then we come back. I would say death is a dead end for most of the people. But for those who believe in the eternal life, I would tend to consider still death as a crossroad. Because there are two choices of eternity. Either we can spend our eternity with the Lord Jesus Christ in the eternal heaven or we can choose to spend our life in the eternal hell. So still I would consider death as a crossroad. The eternal heaven or the eternal death. Those who are standing at the crossroads of death will eventually face either one of this, this as a consequence of their living on this earth. You know, we can probably avoid some of the other crossroads which we talked about, the crossroads of misunderstanding. We can try to do our level best to avoid some of the misunderstandings in our lives. We can probably try to avoid some of the other crossroads like crossroads of doubt, crossroads of rejection, crossroads of discouragement, crossroads of sickness. We can try to avoid all these crossroads with some of our efforts. But the crossroads of death cannot be avoided in our lives you know death knocks at every door at some time or other Joseph Bailey he was writing in his book the last thing we talk about he says he used these words to describe what we all feel one day he says this frustrates us especially in a time of scientific breakthrough 
an exploding knowledge that we should be able to break out of Earth's environment and yet be stopped cold by death's unyielding mystery. And he says, we may postpone it, we may tame its violence, but death is still there waiting for us. Death always waits. The doors, the door of the hearse, hearse is a vehicle that carries coffin, is never closed. And he says, dairy farmer and sales executive live in death's shadow with Nobel Prize winner and prostitute, mother, infant, teen and old man. The hearse stands waiting for the surgeon who transplants a heart as well as the hopeful recipient for the funeral director as well as the corpse he manipulates. Death spares none. Death doesn't spare anyone on this earth. Crossroads of death is certainly a different type of crossroads from the rest. Unlike the other crossroads, we may not have any decision to make when we stand at the crossroads of death. When we stand at the crossroads of death, our destiny is going to be decided based on the decisions we made all along in our lives as we stood at many crossroads. For example, the one who is standing at the crossroads of death is going to get into the eternal heaven if he has already made the decision of following Lord Jesus Christ as his right choice when he we was standing at such a crossroad in his life. So based on the decisions what we take as we hit every crossroads as we live on this earth, based on the decisions we take, our destiny is finalized, is determined. So when we stand at the crossroads of death, obviously there is nothing much that we can decide about because it is already decided. We are brought into the death and the, the crossroads of death probably to enter into the eternity you know unlike the other crossroads the crossroads of death sometime may not give us enough time to take a decision you know some people who are standing at the crossroads of death you know they have days and months they may be standing at the crossroads of death probably let's assume that they have never lived a life according to the word of God they never accepted Lord Jesus Christ but then they had and they have enough time now they are standing at the crossroads of death maybe at the hospital maybe at the deathbed but then there is an opportunity given to them at that moment to accept Lord Jesus Christ probably they are able to make a decision they are able to identify select their choice at the deathbed but that's not true always that's not true you know most of the others the other people they may be standing at the crossroads of death maybe given a fraction of a second probably they were not able to make any decisions for example in case of accidents it just happens everything happens as a fraction of a second you know there is no opportunity for us to make any decision at that moment so maybe few more minutes few more minutes in case of a heart failure somebody's heart failed and they collapse and they are taken to the hospital but then it's very few minutes is given in their lives but nothing else can be done they are not in a position to take any make any choices in their lives 
Maybe in other cases, few more days or few more months are given in diseases like cancer or some other disease. People are given little more time to make such choices. But most of the time, we find that there are much options available to make any choice or decision when we stand at the crossroads of death. Even in some other situation, even though they are standing at the crossroads of death, probably they are unconscious. They are at coma. They are not able to make any decision by their own. They cannot think anything in their lives. So crossroads of death is certainly a different crossroad than we face today as we live on this earth. You know, at times when we take part in the funerals of our loved ones, it is really overwhelming. It is really bothering us. It is hard for us to accept the fact that they are no more with us. You know, if, if you go and talk to some peoples, those who lose, lost their spouse or they lost their dear ones, if you go and find out, talk to them, you know, they tell you, I still believe that he is alive. I still believe that he is just lying down in the other room. Now, uh, we were talking to one family, uh, the dear woman, she lost her husband when she was young. And when we spoke to her and she used to say, my husband when he was alive, he used to travel, he used to tour every time. And he is most of the time he is not at home and every time I wait for him to come back from his work. And it's since one year, since he died, his coat and his ties, everything is hanging in the wardrobe. I still believe that he is on tour. I'm just waiting for him to come back. You know, that's the reality. That's what. That's how we believe, we, we feel when we lose some of our dear ones. Thinking that, you know, they will come back. They will come back. It is very disappointing at times when we lose our loved ones. But you know, unfortunately, we don't have much control over death. Every one of us need to face that death sometime or other in our lives. But you know what, death is not as hard as we think sometimes. Sometimes sometimes when we think about death, you know, the fear comes and grips our hearts. But you know, for a child of God, it is not as hard as we think about death. Death is not extinguishing the light of a Christian. It is putting down the lamp because the dawn has come. It is not completely putting off the light, you know, switching off the light. It is just slowing down the light. It is just dimming the light because the dawn has come. Death is not as hard as we think about. Even the Lord says in Psalm 116 verse 15, Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Psalm 116 15 Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. When we read about this word I thought how cruel our God is. He's saying precious is the death of a, of a saint of God. We all mourn over, we all cry over somebody's death. But our God is saying it is precious in my sight. You know that tends me, that helps me to think about that death is not as hard as we think about it. This verse conveys when a child of God dies, the heaven rejoices over it. That's what it says. The heaven receives him into his eternal homes and there is a celebration going on when a child of God dies on this earth. 
And one of the preachers I often listen to is Dr. David Jeremiah, a senior pastor of Shadow Mountain Community Church in California. He gives this illustration over death, about death. But these are not his words, these are my own words on his illustration. He says, as we grow old enough, we start developing a strange feeling to live on this planet Earth. And he says, most of the familiar faces have gone home. We turn around and see, try to see some of the known faces. They are not here on this earth. They are already gone home to be with the Lord. And this place has become a strange place for me to live. This, this planet earth has become a strange place for me to believe. It's not like uh, before. It becomes a strange place. But he says when we go home and we look at some of the familiar faces around there in heaven, we feel that we are back home. We are back home from the strange place called the planet Earth. You know, this is what is going to happen as we grow old, as a child of God, go, grow old and getting ready to meet the eternal homes in heaven. Death is a smooth transition from one phase of our life into another phase of our life. You know, death is often considered as a river someone is trying to cross. As he dies, he is going to cross the river and he is going to reach the other shore of the river. But unfortunately, no one has the power over the spirit to retain the spirit. None of us can retain the spirit. And no one has the power in the day of death. That's what the word of God says. I was reading Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 8 says. Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 8. No one has power over the spirit to retain the spirit. And no one has power in the day of death. We become powerless on the day of death. When someone is dead, he is dead. No one has any control over his death. You know, death is also painful. Death is also painful. Word of God says in Psalm 116 verse 3. The psalmist, he cries out and he says, The pains of death surrounded me. And the pangs of Sheol laid hold of me. I found trouble and sorrow. I found trouble and sorrow. Even though the death is a smooth transition in the child of God, there is pain associated with it. But you know, putting all this together, in the life of a child of God, who is standing at the crossroads of death, it is not a worldly experience, I would say, it is an eternal experience. Rather, it will be a heavenly experience in the child of God, as he crosses over the shore, uh, river and to reach the other shore. Let's look at some of the experiences. Hudson Taylor, the founder of China Inland Mission, in the closing months of his life, he said to a friend, I'm so weak, I can't read my Bible, I can't even pray. I can only lie still in God's arms like a little child and trust in Him. On his deathbed, the British preacher Charles Simeon, he smiled brightly and asked the people gathered in his room, what do you think especially gives me comfort at this moment? They all remained silent and he exclaimed, he said, the creation. 
The creation is what is putting me at ease. It's calming me down. It is giving, giving me an assurance. And he says, I ask myself, did Jehovah create the world or did I? He did, of course. Now if he made the world and all the rolling spears of the universe, he said, certainly can take care of me. Into Jesus' hands, I can safely commit my spirit. Martin Luther, just before dying, he said, Our God is the God from whom cometh salvation. God is the Lord by whom we escape death. And he breathed his last breath. John Knox in his deathbed, he said, Live in Christ, live in Christ, and the flesh need not fear death. John Wesley in his deathbed he said the best of all is God is with us farewell farewell Charles Wesley while dying he said I shall be satisfied with with thy loving kindness satisfied satisfied now one of the authors I refer to often is Donald Gray Barnhouse late American Christian preacher and pastor and theologian he says he gives a beautiful illustration of death and he says I was driving with my children to my wife's funeral where I was to preach the sermon as we came into one small town there strode down in front of us a truck that came to stop before a red light it was the biggest truck I ever saw in my life and the sun was shining on it as just the right angle at the right angle that took its shadow and spread it across the snow on the field besides it as the shadow covered the field I said I looking at my children as they were proceeding towards his wife's funeral look children at the truck and look at its shadow if you had to be run over which you which would you rather be run over by would you rather be run over by the truck or by the shadow and my youngest child he says child said the little one said the shadow couldn't hurt anybody and he said that's right and he continued and death is truck is the truck but the shadow is all that ever touches the Christian and he said the truck ran over the Lord Jesus Christ only shadow is going over your mother today and how true it is for a child of God death is a pleasant experience it is a beautiful experience it's a transition from this world into the heavenly realm you know, as we all going to stand at the death crossroads of death one day and I, I, I'm sure we all going to rejoice over it even though it's a painful experience for the people around us but for a child of God it is an experience because the heaven is rejoicing over when such thing happens in our lives a Christian railroad engineer was speaking to a young group of fellow workers about heaven and he brought forth this illustration to explain heaven how heaven is and what's going to happen he said I can't begin to tell you what the Lord Jesus means to me he says in him I have hope that is very precious 
and he said let me explain that to you because most of them are non-believers and he wanted to convey the love of Lord Jesus Christ and he said many years ago as each night I, I neared the end of my run he was a railroad engineer, railroad uh, driver or an engineer end of my run I would always let out a long blast of whistle just to let my parents know that I am back home and then I would look up at the familiar little cottage on the top of the mount out of the hill my mother and father would be standing in the doorway waving to me and after I had passed by then they go back to bed and they did thank God Benny's home safe again tonight and they go to bed and now he says well they are not here now they are not anymore to welcome me but someday when I have finished my run my earthly run and I draw near to the heavenly gates I believe I will see my precious mother and dad waiting there for me and the one will turn to other and say thank God Benny is home safe at last you know that's what is going to happen for every one of us as we run our run that is appointed for us to run on this earth and one day we are back home the heaven is rejoicing over it and all the familiar faces around there in heaven you know they are going to receive us into the eternal home the hymn writer Fanny Crosby gave us you know most of the hymns that we sing today she wrote more than 6,000 gospel songs although she was blinded by an illness at the age of six weeks she never become became bitter about her life one time a preacher sympathetically remarked and he told I think it is a great pity that the master did not give you eyesight whereas he has showered over so many gifts upon you to write so many hymns she replied quickly do you know that if at birth I had been able to make one petition it would have been that I should be born blind why asked the surprised clergyman he asked her why you say that you would have been born blind totally because and she says because when I get to heaven the first phase that shall ever <coughs> gladden my sight will be that of my Savior Lord Jesus Christ you know one of Miss Crosby's hymn was never sung she was keeping that as a personal hymn to herself every time when she was discouraged she goes she went into a corner of her house and she sat down and she sings that hymn within herself she never let that hymn out one day Kenneth Osberg, an author of several books on hymnology, he says it's a revelation he, he brought forth as a revelation to the public about that particular hymn. And he says one day at the Bible conference in Northfield, Massachusetts, Miss Crosby was asked by D.L. Moody to give a personal testimony unexpected. Suddenly she was brought into the scene to give that testimony at first she little bit hesitated because she was not prepared then quietly she rose and said there is one hymn I have written which has never been published 
and she said I call it to my soul poem sometimes when I am troubled I repeat it to myself for it brings great comfort to my heart and she then recited while many wept and this is what she said her personal poem she said someday the silver card will break and I no more as now shall sing but oh the joy when I shall wake with the palace of the king and I shall see him face to face and tell the story saved by grace at the age of 95 Fanny Crosby passed into the golden eternal shore glory to be God you know that's what is going to happen in our lives at some point of time now God is preparing and continually working in our lives to take us into the eternal home you know before I close today as part of the sermon I want to answer to this common question among believers today the question among believers and even among non-believers but they don't ask this question but believers we ask this question at times the question is if one day everything is going to come to a standstill and on that day when that happens in my life how I am going to face that situation and the question they have within them is what is going to happen the moment I close my eyes on this earth and I'm sure all of us want to know moment we close our eyes where we are where we will be we all need to know that so I would like to answer this, those questions with some of the biblical references just follow me first for a believer in Jesus Christ the Bible tells us that after death believers soul and spirits are taken to heaven because their sins are forgiven by having received Lord Jesus Christ in their lifetime let me explain that little more detail for believers death is to be away from the body at home with the Lord for a believer for a child of God the death is away from the body to be with the Lord at home at the home 2nd Corinthians 5 6 to 8 Philippians 1 23 you can write down the, write down the references and read it later for a child of God death is to be away from the body and to be with the Lord in the home 2nd Corinthians 5 6 to 8 Philippians 1 23 according to 1st Corinthians 15 50 to 54 1st Corinthians 15 50 to 54 and 1st Thessalonians 4 13 to 17 1st Thessalonians 4 13 to 17 believers will be given a glorified body at the time of resurrection so death is to be away from our body to be with the Lord but Bible also says believers will be given a glorified body at the time of resurrection 1st Corinthians 15 50 to 54 and 1st Thessalonians 4 13 to 17 so when a believer dies the soul and the spirit are going to be with Christ immediately after death but not in heaven 
but in a temporary holding place called paradise bible calls that as paradise when jesus spoke to the man who was hanging at the cross today you will be with me in paradise god meant that you will be with me in the temporary place and there are scripture says if you know the scriptures before the death of lord jesus christ the paradise was under the ground below but then when jesus rose from the dead he took the paradise above that's why paul says when he was a man i know a man who was caught up into the heavens and he even even he went to the third heaven i heard the voice that cannot be even uttered paul writes about himself heaven the paradise is today up there somewhere in the heaven near the heaven but it's not the actual heaven so when a believer dies the soul and the spirits are going to be with lord jesus christ immediately but not in the real heaven in a temporary holding place called paradise but the physical body remains at rest in the grave now at the time of resurrection of the believers either during rapture or during the second coming of the lord jesus christ depending on when they died if they died before rapture during the time of rapture word of god says they will rise from the dead and their body will turn into a glorified body and there will be a reunion of the soul and spirit with the glorified body and this reunited glorified body along with the soul and spirit will be the possession of the believers for the eternity into the new heavens and the new earth word of god talks about in revelation 21:22 so when a believer died it is a separation of the soul and spirit from the body but then when they are resurrected along with the glorified body there is going to be a reunion of the glorified body with the soul and spirit and that's going to live for it during the eternity with the lord jesus christ forever and ever secondly for an unbeliever death means everlasting punishment however you know similar to the destiny of a believer unbeliever unbelievers are also being to be there in a temporary place a holding place a temporary holding place bible calls this place with different terms like sheol hades and gehenna different terms are used to refer to this temporary place they need to be there for their resurrection too even the wicked is going to rise again the same way the believers are believers are going to rise again and their soul is going to wait soul and spirit is going to wait there in the temporary storing location for the resurrection and the judgment on and also to decide the eternal destiny of death according to luke 16:22 to 23 luke 16:22 to 23 jesus described an illustration there about the rich man and a poor beggar word of god says the rich man being tormented immediately after death the rich man was tormented immediately after death revelation 20:11 to 15 revelation 20:11 to 15 word of god describes all the unbelieving dead being resurrected judged at the great white throne and then being cast into the lake of fire that's eternal destiny for a wicked ungodly unbelievers are not sent into the hell or into the lake of fire immediately after death but they are temporarily retained in a realm of judgment and condemnation called either called as hades or gehenna or sheol that's where they are 
but you know what unbelievers even though they are not sent into the lake of fire according to the illustration that Jesus explained the rich man the moment after death he was tormented he was tormented an unbeliever when he dies immediately even though he is not thrown into the lake of fire he is kept in a place temporary place but that's not that's not a pleasant place at all that's a place of torment that's a place of agony Luke 16:24 says he says the rich man cries out in Luke 16:24 i am in agony in this fire so that gives us an assurance that moment a wicked dies moment an ungodly dies he is stored his soul and spirit is stored in a temporary place but then that's not a pleasant place and they see fire agony of fire in that place you know they get a glimpse of the eternal fire how it is going to be and they experience that the moment an unbeliever dies you know that's the time that's the reason if we are along with the uh, at the side of us you know deathbed and if moment you see a believer dying he will die with a smile in his face he will die glorifying God he will die praising God making such statements as we read men of God and women of God at their death you know they they declare the praises of God because they know for sure where they are going some of them see visions of glory some of them see angels some of them see Lord Jesus Christ like Stephen saw Lord Jesus standing at and to, to receive him into the eternal home even though they are not going to heaven but they are going to have an experience of heaven even at the temporary hold place but for an unbeliever the death is you know it's, it's miserable if you are sitting at the side of an unbeliever while he dies he will scream in pain and fear and he will die in fear because he knows that the moment he dies he is going to step into the you know in, into an experience of the lake of fire and there he is going to be tormented you know this is what is the destiny and uh, this is what is going to happen when someone stands at the crossroads of death you know today god is depending on us to go and tell this to someone outside who is not believing that something is going to happen in their lives something that is going to strike them very soon pretty soon and god is teaching us today so that we will go out and tell them it is scriptural this is what you need to believe this is what is going to happen so believer and unbeliever immediately are going to taste either heaven or hell moment they die those who born twice in this world they need to die once those who are born twice in this world they need to die only once in order to escape second death or the eternal death we need to be born twice as we live on this earth in revelation 26 word of god says revelation 26 blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection either at the time of rapture or at the time of after the time of tribulation that they gave their life to god and they were killed as martyrs they had a death for the lord and they are going to rise again when the Lord comes back that's what word of God says blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection over such the second death has no power but they shall be the priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years Revelation 20 14 says the death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire this is the second death and today I thank God because God is not appointed as for the second death 
God has not appointed any of us for the second death. All of us are appointed to die once on this earth. And then we will will be caught up into heaven to live with the Lord forever and ever. And today if some of us are standing or some of us will be standing at the crossroads of death. There is only one way to take victory over death. To be washed by the precious blood of the Lamb. The stink of death is sin. The pain of death is sin. That's what the word of God teaches. The moment sin is removed from our lives, there is no stink attached to the death. The death is a pleasant experience. There is no stink attached to the death. 1 Corinthians 15, that's where Paul writes. 1 Corinthians 15, 54 to 56. 1 Corinthians 15, 54 to 56, he says, So when this corruptible has put on incorruption, and this mortal put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. 1 Corinthians 15, 54 to 56. Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? Oh Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law. Let me thank God for Lord Jesus Christ. He came to this world to die for us so that the sting of death is removed in the life of a believer. And today, at any moment, by the grace of God, we are ready to face death in our lives because we know for sure the eternal heaven is open because Lord Jesus said so. I am going ahead of you to prepare a mansion for you. When I prepare a mansion for you, I will come back and I will take you back home to live with me forever and ever. You know, what a blessing for a child of God today as we live on this earth. We can experience experience in Lord Jesus Christ that we are going to live forever and ever. The second death has no control and no dominion over our lives I thank God for such an opportunity, such a privilege to live godly to believe in Lord Jesus Christ, to be washed by his precious lamb as we live on this earth may the Lord help us in the coming days and when we get ready to face to stand at the crossroads of death Lord will give us the strength Lord will give us the courage Amen